I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Bad or Bullshit Podcast. We discuss random topics, we have an unrehearsed conversation about said topic, and then we provide a quality review. I'm one of your three hosts here on the Good, Bad or Bullshit Podcast, along with Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Why, hello there, Michael. Hello, Good, Bad or Bullshit listeners. Yes, hello to all, and the very tired Mr. Crofton Steers. Hey Mike, hey Bo, uh, it's me, the very tired Crofton Steers. He's doing, he's doing well, trying to keep it, you know, keep the energy levels up. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's just funny because it's like normally I'm not the tired guy or whatever. I pride myself in my podcasting energy and stamina, but uh, tonight, I mean, I'm gonna have to dig deep. So what is? Why are you tired? What's going on? I don't know, but like. I just think that it's been like so. This is this is obviously first world problems here, but uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my pillow of money was uncomfortable. Last yeah, time. yeah I I can't like maybe I should put it in a pillowcase because all the money keeps going everywhere. <laughs> it's or maybe, all over the place. Maybe I should use bills instead of change. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but the 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 big thing was that I was off for five weeks, and that's and uh, and I'm back at work. And uh, five weeks away from work is a long time, and I, I it's a long enough to set new routines and new ways of whatever. And then kids are back at school, and we were you know we're we're trying to readjust, and and I think it's just caught up with me. Probably gonna have to start going to bed early, like an old man, whatever. Yeah, first world problems, and it's that first time of year again. Problems. Back to back to school time of year. Tell I you know. my kid did not enjoy going back to school this year. He's in senior kindergarten, and uh, he's tell finally... him it just goes downhill from here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you can't enjoy senior kindergarten, son, yeah, you got a bad fifteen years ahead. Oh, what did you do today, son? Oh, you did. You made paper animals and painted some pictures. You're gonna be doing math soon. Tell me, <laughs> yeah, tell man. me how you feel then, huh? <laughs> Wait till uh, it's when... yeah. Yeah, and, but uh, yeah, he was doing the whole, last year I dropped him off, and it's not too big a deal. This year I was doing the like, okay, have a good day, son. And then he would just go, <laughs> ball, da, 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 and like, yeah. so it's hard to leave your your little your little five-year-old when they're crying, but he's been doing great. Today he did great, and you think he's just getting back in the groove, so. To be fair, you know. that's how Bo goes to work. Well, that's how I feel on the inside when I go to work. But, you know, I'm an adult, so I learned to bottle that deep down inside, right? It yeah, comes out you build out a pile of resentment, and then it comes out yeah, resentment. a completely unrelated issue. <laughs> exactly. And... It just forms into, like, a cancer or something. That's it comes out when you get older. That you can release during your oh. bi-weekly <laughs> during... podcast. No, that Excellent. you release during your retirement. You mentioned cancer. Um, have you done any radon testing of your home? Uh, no, but I am aware of the radon testing, yeah, and I, I have looked at the. There was a giant database on the internet where they'd sampled random places, and you could look at houses in your neighborhood. And I was like, "Well, I figured yeah, that gives me a yeah. good idea." I talked to somebody who's in charge of that program for our nation, Canada, raising awareness to the nation. 
It's the so second was, leading cause of lung disease, it, lung it, cancer. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, well, this is a curious thing. We should test our homes. They were like, it's only $25 to 50 to test to see if you have radon. I was like, all right. Yeah, but what they don't say is like, it takes, you have to get these little test kits and then you got to leave them in your house for like a month and I have to do it in like the winter time. Mm-hmm. Ba- basically, in the soil around some people's houses, there is radon. And it releases a gas that comes in through your foundation. And then you can have radon gas in the air in your house, which is bad for lung cancer. Oh. They said, so everyone, yeah, she, the person said everyone who, f- who had the lung cancer from r- radon said, man, they really wish they had tested for radon. <laughs> <laughs> what else I was like, like, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess they would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder how many smokers who have horrible lung cancer are like, you know what? After they take a big drag, I wish I hadn't started smoking, but you know, no, because oh, well. here I am. <laughs> Some of them are probably stubborn and like, yeah, whatever. It's a good life smoking these cigarettes, but radon is literally like you don't even know what's happening. You just you live in some part of the world where the building was constructed in such a way that it was killing you the whole time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's to do with the soil composition, so it's luck of the draw, too. You know. Yeah. Speaking of smoking, before we eventually get to that, like as a topic, one of these days, it won't be today. Spoiler, but we keep teasing it. Uh, I was thinking the other today. I was at a restaurant in uh, the province of Quebec, um, oh. and uh, oh. and uh, I used to live in Montreal, um, and it it's funny because oh. it wasn't that long ago, but but. It feels like an eternity ago where you would go in and they would say, do you want to sit in the smoking section or the non-smoking section? And it would be the same goddamn room. And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, you're like, okay, am I sitting in the left side of the room or the right side of the room? And it was just, it's just so crazy. The reason I thought about it, I was in this restaurant today and they had like a faded sticker on the wall. It was a CD restaurant for the record uh, on, on the wall that said like, uh, you know, non-smoking or something like, or non-smoking section. And I was like, God damn it. I'm like, that, that was a thing. That was a but- thing that people would smoke in restaurants. <laughs> and even if you're a smoker and Bo, maybe you can explain this as a smoker. Like, if I, why would you smoke while you eat? Like, that seems people like, like- to smoke right after they eat. It's satisfying, right? Yeah, right I, after i've i've smoked while eating too like it <laughs> seems so gross to me yeah me too i mean doesn't just smoking seem gross to you <laughs> like yeah, yeah but that's more fair. gross if you're like you have, you're like i just imagine you taking a bite of a greasy chicken wing and then taking a big drag off your cigarette <laughs> while sweat sweat rolls down your face i mean like, like i don't wing. generally speaking if i'm <laughs> sitting down to a meal i'm not smoking it's always after yeah but like the if ashes are falling on your chicken and you're eating it. But if you're pounding back a snack, <laughs> like you might not stop. Like, you know what I mean? Depending on what it is. If you're eating right. like a Doritos or something. Doritos or a mango or whatever. It, it might be <laughs> mango. You might be snacking on something. It's not like it's not like like it's not like putting toothpaste in your mouth to brush your teeth while you eat a bowl of cereal. Like, you know, because you're always like, you brush or you're eating, you're never doing both. It's not like that. You can eat a bowl of cereal and have a cigarette, and it's no big deal. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. It sounds so gross. Like, Why is like, it gross? Like, it's like one goes in the it, lung, the other goes in the stomach, and yeah, but you're like breathing you don't forget smoke. how that works just because you're interchanging between <clears throat> yeah, the two. You're putting smoke all over your food. Like, do, do you guys remember like smoked be- meat? 
Yeah, that's literally smoked in order to achieve the flavor. (laughs) I I forgot about the smoked cereal section uh, in the in the grocery. Well, I'll tell you what, because cigarettes and any well, any not just cigarettes, but anything that burns that you inhale smoke uh, damages the tissue in your mouth, and what ends up happening is that. You know, it scars over, it creates phlegm. The way your mouth functions is different. And anyways, one of the things that's really delicious to drink while you're smoking is milk because it coats your throat in a weird way. It's a nice effect. Nothing yeah. like a glass of milk while smoking. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you're like, oh, but I'm like, it's the most pedestrian thing. Like, is you and but to you, it's like it is two sides of a coin. Like we're the non-smoker side that doesn't appreciate these things, like, and it makes it you, seem even it more gross. And you're like, but you're providing info here because, like, for me, what I didn't understand when I thought about it today was like the concept of people smoking in a restaurant. I'm like, why would they? Why wouldn't they just wait till till after? Like eating and smoking that seems disgusting but now you're explaining to me yeah drinking that coffee they're... and smoking is like a good combo right like take a haul drink a sip uh, take a haul drink a sip that's like a one okay, two well, I, have, I have another question do you ever smoke while sitting on the can i don't smoke indoors i mean but you know there must be people who do uh, uh <laughs> my dad my dad would get up about five in the morning he tried to be at work at like six forty-five. like he'd get up pretty early Part of the morning routine was, it was funny too, it was shit in time. And it isn't like a pop a squirt and then get the hell out. It's like he's in there a good 10, he gets up early, make sure he's got a good 15 minutes. And I've been up, I don't hear much activity, but I believe the smoking happened while in the shitter. I believe there was a period of <laughs> contemplation while there was shitting and smoking involved. That was now, when we he, smoked in the house. All he needed was a bowl of cereal there too. While he's on the ca- on the can around the turn of the se- like around the turn of the. Se- he didn't eat breakfast, so he had coffee, which is again. Or he smoked smoked breakfast. Yeah, he actually ended up quitting. He went cold turkey. He did, he pulled a, your dad. He pulled a Dick Hodgins. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, and and to his credit, his now wife, uh, stepmom for me, I suppose, um was still smoking while he went cold turkey. So it's not like, you know, when you go cold turkey and no one else smokes, you think it'd be easier. So I assume it was harder to go cold turkey with someone actively smoking in a relationship. So that was pretty impressive. Um, But around the turn of the century is when everyone that I knew who smoked just started like at home and stuff, started going into the garage or going outside and not polluting the home with the stink. Like, there was a period of time where I was alive where smoking in house was just like, whatever, it's just smoke. Like, it's fire. Yeah, it I mean, hurt I anybody. My, my, my dad quit, quit pretty early, but I remember, like, little kids sitting on his lap and just, yeah. like, a blue smoke coming off the cigarette in the sure. basement just domed with it. I remember that. Yeah, whatever. But, it's not a big deal. But, like, like now, like, since I don't smoke in, like, my home, because <laughs> I did for a period of time, and it's funny, it coats your clothes in your closet with, like, fucking orange shit. Like, you know, just bacteria gets on the walls, washing the walls after that. And you don't breathe as good. It's it's refreshing. I smoke outside. So I never smoke on the shitter. I don't know the pleasure of having a nice big <laughs> shit in the morning and smoking a cigarette. I'll, I'll never know unless I get an outhouse. But I'm okay yeah. with I've decided I, I'm going to be okay with that. 
Well, pre- good. And as past episodes of this show have demonstrated, you would be hitting the shower right after the shit instead of using toilet paper. And so, like, it would be... It, <laughs> it, it would get a wet be, cigarette. I'd be like, it would fuck! I just imagine, like, Bo's dad smoking in the shower. Like, he's like, the water's hitting his back. You know what was funny is I think he showered first. And then got like coffee together and got ready, and then went to the shitter for the shit ritual. He's doing it in the wrong and I'm order. Like, That's the wrong order, buddy. Like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> At the time, I was a kid, and I didn't think of it. But now that you know, and he works in—he's a blue collar guy. He works in construction. I mean, your asshole is fucking oil pit by the time you get home after a day in the fucking oil, like you know, working mechanics and stuff. Like, like start your day off right and and take a shit then shower, but. Uh, All right. Well, on that smoking note, smoking also loosens your bowels. So good, good. And so does coffee. That's probably why you like the double. But That's um, why double it's... barrel. Let's. Uh, speaking of loosening our bowels, hopefully we have a topic that'll <laughs> loosen our, our bowels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> the context today, on that is really tenuous. Today is Croft and Steers' turn to produce a topic. All right. So to before produce... he does that, we have okay. To... It's got to be delivered oh, by the yes. bird. So yes, It'll right to his lap. All right, so hang on. Let me find the bird. Oh, it's coming. Crop, you you can go in the, in the bathroom. Deliver your verdict from the can. Yeah, you want to do that? Pa- smoke a pack and drink some coffee <laughs> and just. My brother just told me today he has a friend who spends forty dollars a day on cigarettes, and I was a like, day. How is and I was like, possible? how much is he smoking? What, what does a pack cost, Bo? Uh, well, in Ontario, it's anywhere between twelve and sixteen bucks. Yeah, so he's probably I, smoking got, two to three. A day, you got to do your wallet a favor and and moderate that shit. Like they're making it expensive so that you stop. And I'm like, it does work for me because I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to buy, I don't want to spend sixteen dollars a day on fucking cigarettes. So yeah, so what do you spend that every two days? Every two days. <laughs> that's, that that's half the amount I mean I could it's spend, I, I spend I, if I spend every day I'd be literally spending double so I'm this is incentive it's, it's true. Good incentive. that's to pay for your palliative care when you have horrible lung cancer exactly which I need to stop but yeah, I feel like uh, I don't know I, think, I don't know I need to stop but, okay where are these birds already for god's sakes well, I'm just waiting for us to stop talking about my horrible. They're like dead in the corner from smoke inhalation. <laughs> All right, here comes the bird. They're on their way. Crofton, you ready? Yes, sir. He delivered it to your hands. Oh, perfect. Hey, it's the thing I thought of before the show. Um, <laughs> just that, just of note here. I was really tempted to pivot and choose smoking for this episode based on this whole preamble. We'd be half um, done. I'm like, I'm like, hey, geez, oh, we're wait, we're, the bird's you know. coming again. Oh, oh. There are now two envelopes. Jeez, the first one was one. Smoking. One's marked pivot, and the other one's marked uh, Crofton is the best. Which one are we doing here? Crofton is the best here. Okay. Let me look at this. So, so this I I, I thought about today, and uh, I, as soon as I thought about it, I'm like, oh fuck, we should do this, but. At the same time, I knew that it was going to be an arguing one, and Ooh. I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't like want to. I don't want to make argue. it with the subject. So <laughs> I, don't, the don't, sub- I don't want the full backstory on the subject. So the subject today, uh, because I'm a good person, is uh, 
outrage. Wait, wait. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's my topic. Slow reroll. But you just is... spent all this time talking about the arguey one, and now we're not going to get that. No, one? we're this. Is what we're doing? Okay, go for it. The topic today is outrage culture or cancel culture, whatever you want to call it. And I'll provide a little more context so we know what we're giving good, bad, or bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to to provide a little context, yesterday the Prime Minister of Canada. Uh, got dragged, you know, brought into a scandal of his own making years before, where he wore a brown face and uh, black face makeup, and right now is having to deal with sort of the ramifications of this. Uh, a comedian that was uh, qualified for Saturday Night Live has been fired from Saturday Night Live based on comments that he's racist comments that he's made in the past as well. And there's there's this is part of a larger pattern in sync with kind of like the Me Too movement and all that, that a lot of particular stand up comedians and stuff are, are labeling uh, cancel culture or outrage culture where people uh, are not able to the the one argument side would be people are not allowed to make mistakes. You make one mistake years ago, it's it's dredged up and you lose you lose an opportunity. The other side of the things is, you know, it's often at the side uh, at the expense of minorities and all this. And, and uh, a lot of these folks are, are, uh, uh, are perhaps being, being better represented now than they used to be. So if we say that outrage culture is good, we're, 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 we're talking about this new, you know, way of thinking, maybe our tolerance of these sort of things. If we're saying it's bad, then we're saying that go outrage culture uh, and the way that, the, we react to these things is not good. So that's that's the good or bad. It's when when you're when you're handing in your verdict at the end of the episode. I hope that was clear. And with that said, I will pass the mic on to you, fine fellows. What do you think about this cultural movement? Well, I'll tell you. I'm, I'm going to start the episode off as bad, for sure. But Wait, you think that we're going to have culture... a conversation about it, and I might get to a different point. So you, you, I'm. You, you... But I just want to be clear, and again, going with Crofton's content, you think outreach culture, this is where you're starting from. I don't know if we're going to have a conversation, okay. but you think that the outreach culture is a bad thing. It's a bad thing that people who have said these racist things or whatever, and I'm not judging this, I'm just being super clear. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then you're like, okay, the show's canceled. We get rid of them. We pretend they never existed. existed. You're, that's a bad You're missing thing. an aspect of it, and that's um, that's people clamoring for it. So the cancel culture right. is... Yeah is uh not in every case so um but you know someone uh is kind of racist let's say but you know maybe context is an important part but anyways let's just to keep it simple a whole bunch of people go to petition.org make a petition or they go on social media and try to bully that person even though they're a celebrity if they're seeing their tweets or their instagram responses they're you know they're they're kind of bullying on mass or any company or business relationships they work with demanding, you know, hey, Disney, don't work with this bigot. We all think he's a bigot. And then when a company sees all that, they're like, well, that shit's canceled. You know, like James Gunn not being able to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3, for example. So I'm saying... What did he do? Uh, well, he had made homophobic jokes on his Twitter timeline in about 2010 or something like that, or maybe even earlier. Long before he was a noted director for making the smash hit Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 among other things, and (laughs) slated to do three. And then he got fired out of the blue for those tweets from long ago. And, you know, all the people who were the cast and people who worked with him said this was, he's not like that now. 
but you know it's still in his history that he made those jokes uh he didn't go back and clear off you know whatever and then that was that pick snapshot in that time and it was perceived widely as a bad call even by the public who would say yeah that's those weren't great things but clearly you know based on reputation it shouldn't be you know they already made two movies with the guy <laughs> so yeah. you know but there's a sense that people might you know motivate in order to hurt somebody's career mostly someone in the public eye uh because of something politically incorrect they did far in the past or even currently um you know but but yeah but but just a question because in your explanation you're making the victim out to be the person that said these offensive things um like they're the ones that are like oh you know they're being bullied and they're being you know they're being put on or whatever but like obviously when they said these offensive things they were likely about in in any sort of hypothetical situation another group of people for the most part uh or often another race or women or something like that wouldn't it be safe to say that those would be like the the the, the energy spent on being outraged about like all these comedians losing their the, not getting opportunities would better be served you know supporting these, the these pro- groups the problem that is are... you you end up in a you end up in a logical loop first of all there's there's shades to this there's context to this no to you talk about victims but you know if someone's a vi- if someone's just a bigot and you know for, for whatever reason like they're just a bigot like no one's no one's being victimized or targeted, essentially. If someone's committed a crime and, you know, raped somebody and then people are getting on the horn to, you know, Kevin Spacey's in this spot where someone stepped forward with allegations and, you know, he's no longer, they didn't finish out House of Cards with them. It seems like he's not going to be able to get work anywhere. And even if he did, no one's going to support his products. And this was a product of... It's hard to tell if that was simply a product. Like, someone comes out and says these things I don't know if they're true or not. Like, well, like if someone's convicted of them, it's a different story. Yeah. But if some an allegation is made and then enough people riot to a company that are like, oh, take him off this thing, he's a rapist, blah, 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 without being convicted in court, because yeah. I don't know who well, to believe. Tr- and so uh, a lot of business and a lot of public-facing things will make a decision to cancel something or to impact that cr- person's career without actually facing any trial in an actual court. And so it's held in the court of public opinion that this person's impacted. And I think ultimately it's tantamount to bullying when you mobilize a mob to punish someone for something that may or may not be true. And Mm. it's important that we establish that something is true before we punish. Yeah, Uh, I mean, like I think a little bit... So so first of all, like it's just to... um, so, so remember the, the, the like the topic is also because you crossed you made, you made it like who's the victim in these things but the topic was cancel culture not like racist slurs <laughs> so like if the topic was like racist homophobic slurs it'd be like okay like clearly uh you know mm-hmm. someone the, the the victim is a person you know being attacked verbally or whatever be made the to top- feel 
I use cancel culture to to it's really no, it's outrage a good culture because I want to I- I include people like Justin Trudeau that are not entertainers that would be canceled, yeah. but like you know, yeah, no, um, no, and, and outrage culture, no, and it's a good topic because it is about a reaction to a thing. With I think most of us and Bo, even when going on about that, I think I think if the topic was like um, public racist comments and homophobic slurs publicly i think we'd all be like look no one wants that right like we're we're in a day and age where it's like look everyone wants to be right respected and feel safe like 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 bo was just against cancel culture but he's not for clearly he's not for like a bunch of bigots spouting out whatever they're saying no it's the the, real what we are discussing is the reaction and the outrage to that and so i mean it's like so, so, so I just wanted like to contextualize that a little bit, like who's the victim, and and it's like yes, with with these hurtful comments, the person who is ultimately the victim is uh, the person who's made to feel hurt, the the communities which are already marginalized, made to feel unworthy or what have you, and then you have maybe a second tier victim, which is someone whose now career is destroyed or whatever, because you know the the simple thing to it is like okay, you're like the this guy, the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like okay, maybe he's an excellent director and he's a and he's a like a funny he has a good sense of timing for comic comedic pace and putting a story together and that's a set of skills which you really like um and then maybe he said some inappropriate things that you don't like and you're like are those two things related uh and, and or should they be so i think it's like it's like should he never be allowed to do the thing he's good at again because he's made these comments and that's and like i don't i don't know i'm just saying how they're not necessarily the same thing like you don't have to watch if you personally don't don't like his comments you don't have to watch any of his things or no that's um, right but he's also not entitled to a job and so this is this sure. is the thing like what Bo is and and i really rail against is this it, argument about not, about a court of a court of law um the idea that the the idea that like well you're presumed innocent until all of these people, they thrive on the public sphere. They put themselves out in the public sphere. They lobby for goodwill, for social media likes and all this, and then it turns against them and it, it, it's not so great. It's all for actions that they have done at one point in their past. And then it's within their control if they were contrite or if they're not. And if they, if if society as a whole is willing to forgive them or if, if it's not. And yes, I agree that there's some... There's obviously folks that just live to be victims and to outrage and all this. But I think that our lack of tolerance towards, you know, racist, hateful, misogynistic remarks and our and our being now on the other side of the coin where we're more prone to believe an accuser than in in the, you know, 80s, 90s when I grew up where it's just like you're immediately turning against the person that people didn't come forward with accusations. People were scared. Uh, Now it's yes. Mistakes are made. Like take the James Gunn example. Um, You know, Disney came around, like all that situation went through the entire cycle where like time went by um, space, space uh, was taken uh, and and then they they ended up you know they ended up rehiring him and and some would point to that and being like oh they made a mistake originally and maybe maybe they did but like that's not a big mistake he's not entitled to make the Guardians of the Galaxy movie like he it's not an intellectual property that's owned by him 
a comedian is not entitled to be on Saturday Night Live. Uh, they they can have a career, and there's many ways that they can make money. I take the Kevin Hart example. Kevin Hart was to host the Oscars. Um, some old homophobic tweets or or messages of his were discovered, and he he lost the Oscar hosting job. No, so, he didn't lose it. Well, he, he backed he could, out. He said he could have it if he apologized, and he said, "Fuck it." And I saw. I don't want to. I'm not going to do it. And I saw. I saw information or not information, but someone was saying. Um, I think it was Chris Rock or some. I can't remember. It was Bill Burr. I can't remember. I was watching somebody, and they were saying it was this, Kevin Hart' actual dream to host the Oscars all of his life. Oh, it was, it was, Dave, it was a Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. It was. We, a, it was we, a Chappelle special. Yeah. 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 And, it, and, and and in that special, Dave Chappelle talks. He's like, "Oh, Kevin Hart is perfect, except for this one series of homophobic tweets, tweets he did." So you know what? Kevin Hart chose not to apologize for the tweets and they chose not to host the Oscars with him. He backed out of it. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened? He went back to making $20 million movies, right? And he has a whole set of people that, that, that support him or whatever. It's not like, it's not much skin off his back, but he is not entitled to that job. And, and that's, that's where I feel like this sense of, uh, especially a lot of comedians that are coming out right now and are saying, having their Netflix specials and making a ton of money out of railing against out, outrage culture. And I find Dave Chappelle hilarious. I watched the sticks and stones uh, uh, special and he's able to, and I think this is the mark of a great comedian, make say things that I disagree with, but make it still funny. And I'm, and I'm still able to, uh, I'm still able to appreciate it, but I do think that he's coming from a, a, a rich space of privilege and he's, like he's spending so much of his time and energy being upset at these poor millionaire comedians that are that are losing out on being able to make yeah, the raciest jokes imaginable. He's allowed to, of I mean, course. I'm not. You can't saying just say not. like you know, like I mean, if that's his act, that's his act. Like oh, oh, right. Of like, course, like, I, uh, you know, because here's the thing, and I, and I know there's a lot to say, and I, I'm sure you're gonna have more. No, no, no. To that's say, fine. But Terrible. like, um. To me, we get into the province of thought, please, because we started off initially talking about cancel culture and outrage culture, and cancel culture is kind of a subset where the outrage produces a cancellation of someone's career or project or relationship and something like that. But but there are more mundane instances where just outrage is there, and we come become thought police as soon as you you know in this Kevin Hart example you brought up, it's like yeah, he made some uh, homophobic jokes, and now he's a homophobe, and everyone pretends. Or imagines they know this person's mind, and we're in thought police territory. Because to me, a dangerous person is one who organizes a militia or a group of some kind, cult, gang, goes out and beats up and rapes and or or does criminal activity that we've all agreed is bad, but it isn't against the law to be a bigot, to be ignorant, to be racist. We would prefer to educate you that wise, but reverse bullying people like that is still bullying. And well, and the example I'm going to use, the, the, the prescient was today, and it pissed me off so much. There's um some meathead. He's a child actor. He posts a picture today on Twitter, and he's buff, working out, really muscled, handsome man, young lad. And he says, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, and has his picture. He looks like a douche, right, in this picture. And then... There's a large group of people now online watching 
Dungeons and Dragons, and it's very popular right now. And um, the host of a very famous show, uh, well, Critical Role, a lot of people will know it, Mad Mercer, I saw a response saying, well, I'm sorry that, you know, uh, you had that experience. If you just try it out, it's really great. And then another known person who's an actor this Joe Mangelio guy or whatever, he's like, I play Dungeons and Dragons. There's a picture of his buff body because he works out on the cover of Men's Health or something looking all ripped. And then because these guys have huge fan followings, a billion comments telling this guy, calling this guy an idiot, saying he's stupid. Like, that's bullying. When you know you have, like, a following or a bunch of people gang up on one person for what could be the stupidest, most bigoted opinion in the world – bullying is bullying and it doesn't matter what it is you're bullying about and fucking nerds who are especially should be known for cultivating like you're not wanted anywhere else come join us and and, and our weirdness should not be bullying people and most of the that stuff is coming from shit like that and it and to me that's the foundation of outrage is that we see something despicable and we all want to comment on it. But what we don't realize, if, if you say something stupid today and then you get a thousand messages saying how much of a moron you are, that's hurtful energy you're putting into the world. And that's it, it not is. healthy. <clears throat> yeah, I want to jump in. Yeah, sure. too much. So, I mean, I think kind of one of the fundamental things around all this, both sides of it, um, is the, the concept held high in the American democracy, and I hope in ours as well, which is freedom of speech, okay? And, like, that's clearly at the root of this. So you have that in a, in a free society, freedom of speech. So you can say whatever you want. You can you can say racist things. You can say homophobic things. Unless and, there's laws against hate speech. Unless there's laws against it. But in many places, there are not. And even, and even, like, hate laws are usually, like, there's context around incitement, incitement to violence and things like that. You can express... Now... I'm I'm a big supporter of freedom of speech. And people say a lot of terrible, terrible things that I would prefer they didn't say. You know, racist things. You know, there's still people who support Hitler and are Nazi supporters. And you're like, should these people be silenced? So why I'm bringing this up is because this plays fully in. Because I think that a, a lot of what's important in a democracy in an open society is discourse and comments. So yeah, you're free to say whatever you want to say. But like Crofton's point of like, you're not entitled to a job or, or good standing. If you say something, then you are putting, putting something out there, then you better be ready for the response. And so, and that's, and that's freedom of speech on the other end. So if you're a famous person and you make some offhand comment and then other people hear that, even if it's years past or whatever, it's their right to say whatever they want back to you, to say F off, to say, get this guy off the air. That's, that's their freedom. They're, 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 you can call it bullying, but it's again, it's what it is, is a discourse. And yeah, they can say the, they're, the, they're free also to petition companies who support these people to say like, I don't like this guy. I won't support your product. That's the, all freedom of speech. And uh, just let me finish my thought. I'm almost done. But just, this is all about like, um, in the in like public realm where we're trying to persuade and change things and people are using their voices and groups to do that i mean i know it's a little different anyways so that's my basic i I just want to argue that point because the scenario you're talking about assumes that it's a discourse and and that freedom of speech is, is an issue here because if it's two people talking or a couple people reacting in conversation 
outrage culture is about scale. So it's not a discourse when 10,000 people are a part well, of it's what's a, going on. It's a public discourse. No, right? because it's at a certain point, the amount of information, opinion, and things that are going on it turns into a mob and becomes a different thing. Like it, it, the type of discourse that goes on around this is not, hey, let's share our disparate opinions, understand one another, like we do on this show, and we try and listen to each other, and then come to some conclusions or at least know where we stand with one another. This is, this is, this is mob mentality, and it's it, propagated it's, by social media not, specifically. Keep in mind the fact that we're assuming that when people make these racist comments, because right now, I mean, when we talk about this outrage culture and cancel culture, some of the, a lot of this is coming from the left and the farther left, and I think there's a lot of the valid left are the worst at this for sure. Yes, yes, the left really have, a, I think, a bit of a problem. They're going a bit overboard with some of this stuff. Um, but it's like we're assuming that this is a vacuum where some, like, comedian comes and says some some somewhat racist thing or homophobic thing, and then all the left people come out of the woodwork and shame them and they get out of there. And then, they're, and then they lose their job or their career. Like, I guarantee you, and maybe they're, they're not as vocal, and this is probably part of it, but those people... Who've, who've said the things they have supporters too there's a whole swath of people who are like big time who are like oh yeah it's like he's losing his career that's bullshit and they're they're equally outraged maybe less mobilized than than the left but they exist in i'd say likely equal numbers when you look at the way the political divide we live in now with this stuff they have their supporters too and i think okay. what is what is winning out when you when it comes to the cancel culture thing is companies deciding to take a stand one way or another and don't forget that it was not long ago that the companies would stand with those people they'd be like no no he's our guy shut up you people just get over it you know that's where things used to be and now people are starting to be like you know what no this is unacceptable and we don't want to share in the comments of this person, we're a progressive organization. We know this stuff causes harm, and we don't want to be part of it. And that's their right as well. Yeah, so but I, when it's their right exercising or, that causes harm to another that is unjust. So if it's merely rumored... Why is that, it unjust? Because if, if it's rumored that you're a rapist, but you aren't, but the mob has decided you are, and they take action... With misinformation, they win, and doesn't it, you can't look at it and be like, "Well, it's cosmic justice for putting a certain type of energy out there." Because the fact remains that it's wrong. That's why we don't. We, we did an episode about vigilantism. It's basically mob vigilantism when you decide you don't like someone because of the shit they say, or there's the stink of some sort of indecent criminal thing about them it's not up to the mob to go witch hunt and lynch people and that's what outrage culture at the end of the day is not intent no it's because it's a mob they're not thinking like we're out to get this guy everyone's just like that that's bad and then everyone goes yeah that's bad and everyone's like that's bad this person's bad and and that's how the mob works we're not talking about everyone as an individual just thinks for, for themselves and in the scope and fence of their area. But what really happens with outrage culture is that it distorts reality and becomes its own reality. And sure, maybe some, you know, if we're all going to bitch about Harvey Weinstein and send him nasty messages, that shit seems true. And, and when court, you know, when the courts find out it's true or whatever, I'll very happily be on that side. But when it's just, what is it? Not pre, prejudicial, but, um, anecdotal or not even anecdotal, just, when it's allegation, it's allegation. 
it's not but, verified but, fact. Bo, I'd, I'd like to, to get in here because you're, you're putting a hard cap on verified facts. You're saying the only thing that's verified facts is if it's held up in a court of law. and like That's why there's a judicial system. It's what it that's, exists for. That's, that's <laughs> for criminal activity, right? That's like, for any activity. So, so, no, it's not. It's not. Not, like not everything somebody, in a court is criminal. Is for, is, is Bo, criminal. Can, I, can I finish my, my bit? Like, so the thing is, if somebody makes if, – if, if somebody goes and makes a bunch of hate speak uh, and it's allowed and freedom of the – freedom of the press, it's not going to be tried in court, right? Like it's not uh-huh. – and to, and, to and to say like even, even allegations like right now in – there are sometimes mistakes that are made. False accusers, they exist. But the amount of energy that people are spending – Especially like, and this is not a, a slam on you. It's a slam on me. It's a slam on anyone. Especially white men who are who are just being like, oh, you know, unless it's proven in a court of law, blah, blah. You know, she she wasn't raped. Uh, she didn't have the rape test done within the first twenty four hours, and blah 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 blah, because she was you know traumatized in the in the olden days, it, or the olden days, the the you know eighties, nineties, or whatever. It all. Everyone got off. Nobody was accused. If your standard was like, if it's held up in a court, uh, a court of law, nothing, there, n- nothing would ever get proven or sorted, sorted out. That's the problem we of, have. That like so, the alternative so, isn't better. <laughs> like it's balanced. It's balanced. It's not much though. More, no, much more. <laughs> you're not letting me finish. It's, it's balanced. It's really much a ba- more It's a really na- toxic thing you're suggesting right now. It's balanced much more now than it used to be then, whereas it was really on the victims were were helpless. And now, yes, there's false accusations that happen and it could be better, but it's better than it was then. Right. No, and, and no, move, it's worse. This, that's that's where it, I'm coming from. Okay, so I need you to understand that it's really bad. <laughs> like, no, but it's because it's, your outrage, your outrage and your upsetness is about these privileged people that are losing opportunities or that are proven in a court of court of law. Pri- they're, they're, they're not about privileged. it's so if somebody says if anybody if, if it's on if principle. let's say a a Chris Rock goes out and says like, you know, uh all these uh towel jockeys are not bob- are welcome in this country and he says a bunch of sort of offensive things. Sure. Uh it and a bunch of uh, Ar- uh Arabic non defamation leagues they're they're not within their rights to say lobby the the NBC that's giving him a stand up special and say like we don't appreciate you giving a platform to this man who says such hateful things like they you're like they should they should well, have that's to one shut entity up, speaking sit, to another sit, sit down and take it that's no, not outrage it's like, culture everybody's in in, if you're giving everyone a platform on twitter on facebook or whatever Uh they're all allowed to voice their opinion on on topics that are in the public domain so it's like so they can they can send a tweet to nbc and say nbc Mm -hmm. i don't support you giving this comedian a platform sorry chris Mm -hmm. rock i'm just using you as an example i have no ill will uh against you in any way it just feels like the amount of concern the the people are not like the human rights commission the people are just the people, right? But, but they're allowed but, to voice their opinion based yeah. on his. So comments then, why do any of us go to university or go to law school or try to gain any kind of education in order to treat this, these things with uh, respect, professionalism, and analysis? When we can but, just get the mob to make all of our decisions for but the, us? But that's, but that's not forget, at all what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just but, saying that he, in this case, it's a clear cut. 
case, a situation of somebody going online it's, and saying something defamatory against a group. Not illegal. And you're saying that, they, no, it's not illegal. I'm not saying it is illegal, but he's not entitled an NBC stand-up special either. Like, And people are allowed to say, hey, NBC, we don't support you giving him this platform. And they, as Mike mentioned earlier, have the choice of saying, you know what, we're either going to side with this guy or we're going to listen to what the people are saying. And if they think there's more people that support Chris Rock or they think, you know, this is overblown, this is the wrong thing, they have to make a they have to make a corporate choice. No, it's not thought police. Thought police would be eliminating chris rock's ability to respond it would be muting him it would be taking it would be uh you know um he just because he doesn't have an nbc platform doesn't mean you're taking away his identity and his ability well, you're to punishing him his for his defamatory comments but he's that punished himself. He mo- he, but you he's punished well, him he, it's, pun- it's, it's just punishing like, himself. Like no, no, no. he's yes, bro. Like look, when you he is a he's not entitled. Person. He's not entitled to it. But, wait, but the know, people like, aren't entitled to it either. Your logic but, cuts bro, both ways. No, no, it's still, it's as simple as like if you it, you have to take every, look everyone. They're you not, have to take response. <laughs> you have to they're take entitled to voicing their opinion. Listen, but they're not entitled to decide who gets to be on NBC either. As much as Chris NBC makes. NBC makes that call in the end of the day. You, so right. Look, so, look, but, but so here's, okay. Can I just say something? Let me get in here. Okay. We, everyone is responsible for their own actions. Okay. So if you say something that makes people angry, you have, you bear some responsibility. That's simply clear. Now you're thinking it's like, no, there should be no responsibility. You can say whatever you want. And if anyone comes at me, they're in the wrong. That's what it sounds like. And, so you're not and distinguishing so, and, and the so, difference between a mob and a person. Well, okay, I, well, I agree with you completely. There's nothing you said well, that none of us disagree pa- with. Let's here. pause because I think, okay, the, the one thing that's interesting about this is, is outrage. Outrage culture is part of this. And right. let's take a step back because right now we're, we're hung up on the current moment. And I think, and you guys are well aware of this, but where this outrage comes from is, 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 is clear and historically documented. So, okay, racist comments, not tolerated. We know that people uh, of color were literally murdered by mobs Mm -hmm. of people in the past not even that long ago arguably still happens now we know that people who had who are homosexual or trans or have been killed by mobs of people killed and and subject to violence and -hmm. mental and emotional abuse for decades with no protection under the law they just had to take it Mm -hmm. that was all of human history so that's where the outrage comes from and that's a real thing to be outraged about. Like I have no uh, problem no, with people no, being okay. outraged about this. Stuff. You're, no, this, comple- this. You're completely right. You're completely right. Okay. It's not Just what I'm me, talking about. Let me finish. It's like let me finish it's my separated. Thought. It's not separated because it is because the way that these things happen are culturally based. Like racism doesn't exist in a vacuum. Homophobia doesn't exist in a vacuum. It exists in a culture. I agree. And yeah. So so and and those cultures are perpetuated by People who support them, public figures who support them. I agree. Um, like groups of people who support you. So in the current context where a lot of people are just like, you know, we want to live in a world that doesn't have racism, that doesn't have homophobia, mm-hmm. and we're not going to tolerate people who are, who are saying these things, who are, who are holding up these cultures that, mm-hmm. are, that have caused violence, murder, uh, just suicides of people who've been like forced to live like in the shadows. You know, like so so that's where the outrage is coming from. That's very legitimate and very valid. I now agree. 
there's a lot of this like so so i don't have a ton of sympathy for the person who all they did was they said something and now their career's gone right okay well you didn't die uh you you, you weren't the subject of violence you're still doing okay you're not in a prison cell you just don't have your fancy high profile job anymore and who is the architect of that you for deciding to say something disagree you're the architect that's where that's where we're not making the link because oh, okay. and I, I just feel like i'm here and you guys are here and there's a link that maybe i'm not i'm not clarifying which is that everything you said when we're talking about ourselves one on one thinking about our morals is right the the nature of what we do when we do it en masse is completely different. And I don't think you guys agree with that, but that's how I see it. No, no, when like when you, one person says we shouldn't be discriminating people and the color of their skin, I don't think they should be given opportunities. I don't think they're entitled to anything. Everything Crofton said, I actually agree with. The connection we're not making here with it comes to outrage culture is that when one person has an opinion, <laughs> says that has their ideas... It's another beast when it's 10,000 or 100,000 people. You can't think in the same terms about what that is. It's, it's a different thing when it comes to scale, and scale is really what we're talking about here. The f- well, I mean, the, and the fact agree, is, agreed. The, the fact, the point, I'm, the point I'm trying to make is when it comes to scale, mobs can make mistakes. Mobs are not verif- ver- veritable fountains of justice they can be when they're right and then our confirmation bias is like yeah got what they deserve but they're a mob their their information is based on a buzzfeed article or something but the mob doesn't make the decision that's the thing at the end of the day the mob informs a decision made by someone else right in cancel culture okay like if a show is canceled there's an organization that's making that 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 decision and and in terms of like that public domain i would rate i would rail back on that and saying that all these figures they exist and harness the public domain themselves a lot of the things that are being outraged against is when they themselves are going on these public facing platforms like twitter or or youtube or whatever and putting out something controversial so yes everybody and their mother can you know chime in in response but that is the nature of that that platform that they selected to use right so so is is justin trudeau a racist is justin trudeau a racist yes or or no or i don't i think I so the just uh, for the listeners that might be aware, not aware, the context of Bo's statement is that there's recently been photos discovered of him in 2001 wearing brown face at like Halloween parties and stuff like that, and uh, and uh, it's being dug up as part of this election campaign in 2019. So the answer to your question is, I think that Justin Trudeau has uh, deep rooted. Uh, insensitivities related to other races uh, based on growing up in a position of privilege that he's still coming to terms with. That's thoughtful what I thoughtful answer, but can you lean yes, no, or I don't know? Well, I, I hate those binary please, questions. Too. Please, please because, just answer. Please, because this is the I mean, way mo- mobs work in binaries. They don't work in nuance. Please well, answer for no, me. They're not working. Please answer well, for me. No, I, you're doing like a right wing radio. Okay, well, you're like, we, yes or you're or not no. being cooperative. Yes, no, or I don't know, or well, yes, you no, refuse no. to answer. Before you answer this question, what, what oh. I want to, to turn to, because I don't. Uh, well, first of all, wait, I just want me, an answer because I'm going to say I don't know. 
Well, I don't have an answer either. Okay, you don't and have it. Crofton, do you have a sense? Yes, no, or I don't know, or I, I refuse. Crofton already answered. Can you let yeah, him I, answer I, instead of I, answer I, for him? No, I, you rejected my answer. I'm not going to oh, give wait, you another one. No, no, I, wait, yes, I no, I don't know, or or I, I guess I don't want to answer. So you both don't want to answer my question. The I mob an answers answer. that question as a I did whole. answer the question. You, I... I gave you a multiple choice. Yes, no, I don't know. You decided to give me a nuanced answer. After you were dissatisfied with my original Which underscores my original point that as an individual, this stuff is nuanced. As a mob, it is not nuanced. It is yes or no. It is binary. And if you hate binary so much, you should hate mobs. Because that's how mobs work. Because I want to get... Because I'm not fully at odds with you, Bo. Like, it sounds like we're arguing here, but I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I think with a lot of these movements, what often happens is once the pendulum starts swinging the other way, it has that inertia, it has a momentum, and swings too far. And and I think with a lot of this on the left, especially the far left, that that is definitely some of what's going on here um and you know people have put it in this way um you know guy talks about this quite a lot is sam harris i always listen to sam harris podcast he's always talking about this and how far and he always comes with the terms of which i think is a useful way to come at it which is like look um nobody's perfect people are the subject of their so let's take justin trudeau okay he's a rich white boy grew up in uh montreal if French community, you know, n- not a lot of diversity. He wasn't exposed to a lot of the things. I'm not forgiving anything that, that, you know, bad judgment or whatever, but if life is a process of like learning, you know, learning new things, uh, you know, how can someone like Sam Harris always puts it, like, how do you, how does, do we, how do we let someone come back from a thing? So if you said something that was insensitive, cause you're in, idiot and you don't you didn't understand historical context of suffering some person who belongs to a group that's been oppressed for years you didn't know that because you're 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 ignorant and and of no fault of your own i don't mean ignorant in the sense of pejorative like you're dumb i just mean you didn't know and now you're like oh my gosh i've said this thing i i actually feel ashamed i feel terrible about this i realize i've hurt people you know and you always hear those, those those responses and i think a lot of times those responses are genuine People said these things. They, they they really didn't know, and that's that is an effect of privilege where you didn't have to think about that because life's easy for you. You're a hetero white male. Everything is just like easy going. There's no problem. You've never had to feel different inside your own skin or oppressed or whatever. But now you know, and you've said this thing, and you're like, oh gosh, yeah, okay, uh, I was dumb. I wasn't thinking of it. How do you let those people back in? And I guess with cancer culture, what we're saying is like, no, you're banished forever. Uh, we don't it ever depends. want to you. Yeah, I don't well, think. I don't think. Not everyone well, gets yeah, canceled. No. So sometimes get bullied. No, it it depends. It, it does, and I think the action that the person takes when their hateful rhetoric is exposed is 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 very important in what becomes the next steps moving forward for them in their career. Like, and and I I would just say that um you know taking that point and pivoting a little bit into uh, what I see. Uh, it, in comedy right now, which is there's a lot of there's a lot of stand up comedians, including Norm Macdonald, who I'm a huge fan of. And he is sort of what you call a a, a comedian's comedian. His 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 purity of thought, what makes everything simple to him is 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 it funny? You know, is it funny? That's all that's all he cares about. He doesn't does it, you know, the offensive thing. None of that really, really matters as long as long as it's funny. And Bo made a an interesting uh, point earlier today when he's talking about 
Eddie Murphy's uh, um, uh, Raw movie, which is sort of like a defining a defining moment in stand-up comedy, right? And that it included a lot of homophobic content, which was essentially par for the course around that time. Now, like, I just watched a show made in 2019 set in the 80s, uh, which is Glow, and uh, in in Glow, there's a character who is gay, uh, but is deeply, deeply closeted. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to think. I'd be like, why, why isn't he just gay? Like, why doesn't he just be gay? But but it's during the height of the AIDS crisis. Um, at that time, if you were seen as gay, it was uh, the kiss of death for your career. It was the kiss uh, of death for your relationships, sometimes with your parents. Um, it was it was a really you know uh, tough time to be in. And then you have comedians uh, at that time who were like reinforcing what is the the uh, status quo of intolerance and. And now we're at a point where, like, yes, people are pushing back on jokes that, that are on or over the line. That doesn't stop them from getting new Netflix specials. Aziz Azari got, like, somebody wrote uh, this big thing about the Me Too movement and how he went on a, a date and pressured them into uh, what they felt was pressured him into to sex. And it was a big thing. And then next thing you know, he's got a $20 million Netflix special. You know, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, they're, they're releasing them as well. So people are profiting big time from this. It's not like they're being silenced in any way, I find. And so it, that's why... That's why I, I feel like it's a give and take on both sides. But the amount of energy that people are spend, spending being outraged at the outrage culture, I wish was spent in defense of all these people that are still marginalized and still seeking, you know, some sort of balance in terms of, in terms of, uh, you know, like, uh, be, be it uh, racial minorities, uh, women, you know, like, it, it's never I've not heard one of these comments that people are outraged about that is that is like targeting, I don't know, white men or something. It's always the white men that are the ones that are doing this stuff because they're learning to adapt to a world where this is no longer acceptable. And to me, I guess I see that as more of a positive thing than a negative. Thing. But that's your echo chamber because they exist on the right side, too, or they exist with conservatives like those kinds of, of mobs and bullies exist. Arguably, it was a pile of online trolls that ended up getting Donald Trump elected or did a bunch of crap. Like, they exist on both sides. It's just the ones that you're biased towards seem they're in the right, and then the, they usually come out correct and they align with your values. But there are a lot of people that would look for the cancellation of somebody like Justin Trudeau. Who you're like, if you liked him, you'd probably say he made mistakes and he should be forgiven. He's come out today and apologized. And I kind of agree. I don't really think of him as a racist. The truth is, I don't know, but that's a narrative or a truth. I, I I called my sister gay so much as a kid, you know, like if that ever came up in the public, do do I do I trust that a mob is if they decide I'm homophobic because there's evidence of me being homophobic, and there very well could be. They don't know my mind, but they're gonna they're gonna judge that, and there are people with an agenda on the other side that are gonna be like. You know, this person, you know, is going to, we're going to want to ruin their lives because there's someone in the public. And I just don't think, I don't think just because they're celebrity means we have to forego our values of acting on actual information rather than hearsay. That's the word I'm looking for. And 
and that's all. Like, I, I, there isn't anything well, I, I, that you guys said that I disagree with. It's just, on principle, we shouldn't base our decisions to impact any citizens' lives, any person's lives, based on hearsay. And like, the, so here's a here an example that Sam Harris always uses when he's talking about this is what you guys will be aware of is um, Matt Damon. It's of the Me Too thing. Kind of came out and made you got you got my attention. Keep going. Uh, Love Matt Damon. <laughs> you better we better Matt not Damon. cancel Matt Damon or Crawford's gonna hate us forever. He's off the show. <laughs> uh, and basically uh, said something to the extent of like a pretty soft thing, saying what kind of like saying like, look, everybody, there's degrees here. You know, like someone who rape someone like harvey weinstein you're like okay that guy is a sleazebag and you should go to jail and let's have no sympathy for him and someone else has said a poor taste joke okay that we can all agree in good company we're like look all right you know your joke is old school blah and we treat them almost the same way and because he said so so matt damon basically said like look, look at the degrees and then he points out that the response matt damon got was essentially to be run over by the mob and said, you shut up, Matt Damon. And he basically said as much like, okay, I'm never going to say anything again. And, and people are like, well, what did he really say? He just said like, let's look at the, uh, at the degrees here, which seems a very reasonable thing to say. And I mean, you know, p- part of what strikes me is problematic about this camp, this, this, this culture is, is when there is no, and you know, Bo is, is talking about this where there's no uh, place for nuanced debate, you know, where it's like, oh, you said the thing, you're gone forever, you're in the outs, and everyone piles on, and like that's a problem. I don't, I don't like that, you know. I, I, and and when I was talking about the pendulum swinging too far, you know, I, I like to bring it back to the context of, you know, there was a time where if you were like a person of color in the United States and you wanted to say something about rights or how you were treated unjustly, you might be subject to being murdered for saying that thing. You were scared to talk, you know. If you were if you were a gay person in the eighties or seventies, and you mm-hmm. wanted to talk about how you felt, you had a legitimate fear that you might be killed by some idiot, you know. So you're afraid to talk. And you're like, okay, and now we're getting the, the pendulum swinging back this way. And now you get these people who are trying to make jokes. They're not really necessarily racist people, but they're like, oh, this is funny in this context. They want to make this joke, and now they're getting to the point where they're going to be afraid to speak in public because the pendulum swung the other way, their career is going to be over. Um, and you know, now those things are not equally, they're not getting killed. They're not being murdered. I have a lot less sympathy for them, but I feel like, you know, if we talk about progress, like, is it tit for tat? You know, is it like, okay, we were down. Now things are coming the other way. Now you're going to be down. Like, is that progress? Is that better for everyone? Or is it just changing of times, you know? And, and I don't know the answer to that. I, I do think that, but, Things are still generally much better than they were, uh, it, but I do agree that it goes a bit far. And there is an element of sort of thought police where it's like, if you don't say the right word, you don't use the right pronoun, you know, like that's... By a certain, by different groups that now have a voice that they didn't have before. And to a certain point, like the social media platforms that th- this is all happening over, they, you know, they they did not exist, but they give people a public voice that they're more than happy to use to promote their shit or to like, you know, like build relationships with their individual individual communities or but like 
if they voice their opinion on it and it's a hateful opinion and they get pushed back because they put it in the public sphere, oh, now it's like, you know, to boasting, it's like they're getting bullied. I'm like, they're not getting bullied. If you're if you're saying racist shit and people are saying like that is friggin' unacceptable, then then I'm sorry, like you made your bed, like to a, to a certain, to a certain extent. And where it gets tricky though, is, is what you said is the, is the, is that nuance, the Matt Damon nuance, right? Like, and, and for me, for me, when I think so that we're a bullied, better, right. What? Yes. In, or in, in Mike's, or, or in Mike's example, and I don't know the details. I hadn't heard this. I, I would want it's, all the details before I jump to the it, conclusion. It sounded like, bullied. it sounds like bullying though, right? But, but what I wanted to what I wanted to say was that in Dave Chappelle's special, like, and this is in terms of changing times or whatever, and 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 looking at where we were and where we are now, in Dave Chappelle's special, he goes on this big thing about Art Kelly, and uh, I remember uh, like there was a reporter that was trying to track him down and wanted comments and wanted him to be part of a documentary, and, and his big punchline, which he delivered hilariously in the show, was that he didn't know R. Kelly. He had never. He really, he didn't know why, but he didn't really know why she was reaching out to him. And what she has said since then is that she was reaching out to him based on a skit that was on the Chappelle show. And honestly, I remember the skit and I remember at the time being like, hmm, this seems weird, which was that like, it was kind of like a running joke that was known at that point that there was something going on with R. Kelly and underage women um, and like girls. I shouldn't say underage women. They're girls. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, you know, peeing on them and all sorts of stuff like this was, and he did a whole skit on it because it was that prominent. Like it was a story, you know, where there's smoke sort of deal at that time. And I remember like the, I think on weekend update on SNL, there was a bunch of jokes and this is like, you know, years and years ago. And R. Kelly is only facing a reckoning now. And what has changed? Nothing has changed. The only thing that has changed is that we're not tolerant of that shit anymore. Right. And, yeah. and now, and, uh, and, and to me, that's a positive, that's a positive thing. Right. Yeah, like, and- I was never tolerant of that. It just was never, no one, you know. Nobody did anything because they had, as Mike said, you know, you had to choose between having your boys back or, or, or like listening to the people. And now, now they're like not going to default to like having our Kelly's back. They're going to be like, what did he do here? Oh shit. That, you know, and yes, it's allegations. And yes, not all of them are held up in a court of law, but they do their investigations and they, they, they gauge like, is, is it worth it? And he's not entitled to. You know, having a having I'm, a record I'm not, label I'm not or anything. Pro, I'm not pro R. Kelly, but the no, no. Fact, I'm I'm using but, I'm but, using no, it as an no, no. Example. I'm not saying that you're saying that. I'm just because what I'm about to say is going to sound like it. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the point is, is that it isn't up to the public to to be thought police or to be vigilante. The fact is, for someone to be prosecuted, someone has to step forward and accuse someone of a crime. And yes, there are power structures in place, blah 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 blah, that prevent that, and we're getting better with it. What I'm saying is not helping is 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 the online bullying part, right? So, like, the, the simple fact is you can't – because imagine a world – Mike described it. There's a time where the color of your skin, you go out and get murdered. Imagine a world where you can go out and get murdered by people who don't like your point of view or the things you're expressing. And as a logic exercise, we are headed in that direction when we let the mob dictate – 
what is correct, what is incorrect, and be okay with it. And I'm not well, okay with it. That's yeah. I no, I, I hear what I, you're I, saying. It sounds scary. Some of the stuff Crofton says. That's scary. To yeah. Me. No. Um. But I, the mob I, doesn't dictate. Like nobody's do. Like it's somebody who makes a decision based on the public feedback. You yeah. Know? And like, the, can I hear? Because I mean, we're, t- we're talking about bullying it? a lot. We're, we're talking about bullying a lot, and mm. and it's kind of like in my head. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm I, bullying, and we. So I, okay, I want to just like paint a picture of like how I see some of this stuff. And use like an analogy that we can all understand, like the schoolyard, okay? So imagine you're in a schoolyard and you got Poindexter nerd kid with thick glasses, kind of awkward, you know, reading comic books in the corner, doesn't have many friends, okay? Just, just, uh, just stay with me here. And then you got, you know, Brad on the football team, likes getting his rocks off, making fun of Poindexter over there. He goes over with one or two of his little friends and he's like, hey, look at this nude. What's he reading comic books? <laughs> Starts making fun of him, making him feel bad. He's being a bully, right? That's that's like that's clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now imagine you have the same scenario. Okay, Poindexter's over there. Brad comes over, starts making fun of him. Then you got all of a sudden. Let, tw- let's call 20... Poindexter. Let's just call him Mike. Okay, so Mike's Mike's over yeah. there. You know the 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 jock's making fun of him. He's trying to enjoy his comic. He's got glasses on. He feels social anxiety. He's a young person. You know, and this, and I don't know where this guy's picking on him for just who he is. I've seen things like this in in school. I'm sure we all have. Sure. And now imagine that you have twenty kids who are neither the jock nor the kind of typical downer come out and say, "Hey, Brad, f off! Like, leave him alone." And then he goes like, "Oh, screw you!" And then the other kids start saying, "No, get out of here, Brad. We don't want to see this right here." Blah blah blah. And then they all start shouting at him, and Brad leaves. Okay. And I think that you're like, okay, now in my head, I'm like, is that bullying? Was Brad bullied? Because that's a bit of what's happening, where it's like you have some person who's in a position of power like Brad. He's the top dog on the football team. He feels empowered to say what he wants. And and he can he can't. And he and he picks out someone who's got who's powerless and he says and he picks on him. That's that's bullying. I think when you have a group of people coming to the defense of something like that. I don't like calling it bullying because I don't think it's quite the same. Now, I, it might be a mob. Uh, it might not be perfect justice. Uh, but I think that we need to paint that differentiation of what's pure bullying, which I think is people, someone coming out of the blue to attack someone verbally, make them feel bad. And it's not necessarily a group of people coming to defend another group. And I think that that you know, this current mob, rightly or wrongly, see themselves as people who are not willing to stand by while they see others put in harm. And, you know, see, what is that quote? It's like, you know, there's no justice in the world when a good man stands by and watches evil things be done. I think that's what they're thinking. They're like, look, I won't stand by and let Joe Schmo, famous guy, rail on on gay people. I won't stand for it anymore. I'm going to tell him, get the hell out of here. You know, and it's like, they're not the, and though I sh- I could see your fears coming to fruition, Bo, where where violence starts coming out in the other cases, you already well, I can take your example with, further, with, and he gets no, shamed out of school. It's not entitled. Yes, to school. yes. Look, I'm not saying this is perfect, and there is already, uh, you know, the, you know, this group Antifa, like they are mm-hmm. using violence now too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I do not think this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a left going too far. I agree totally. But I think in a lot of the public discourse, what we're seeing is basically the picture i painted which is brad being told to f off and now he's lost some of his power no. at the school it's not and again that's just not that's like, not it's more than that that's your example's just, good but, but like, it's not reflective of what the situation it, is it's but it but it's I more like the it's fact farther that, than that 
it's That's more how like I the see fact it too. that all these things you guys are, are... very innocent minded. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, because because but it's, all it's this more stuff than is that. a But I mean, you know, not to say that Matt Damon is some great can you know, I, can bastion I just, of knowledge. Can I just, but it how, is how is it more than that? Can I just add into your example because your example concludes nicely. Everyone says, "Fuck off." Uh, what was his name? Not Michael, but Brad. Brad. Fuck off, Brad. And he's chastised and goes away. That's a good example. That's a, that's how it should be. That like if there's gonna be a mob, that's how it should be. But people get. I mean, do you read YouTube comments? Do you read Twitter responses to big things? People say you should go fucking die. You know, people like you shouldn't be allowed to live. P- people don't stop at. Oh, I'm gonna make a reasonable argument, and the rest of the mob's going to do it. The mob is mostly like, "Fuck you, Donald Trump. Go die." And like, and and. And, you know, we're kind of delving into maybe a Canadian temperament versus an American temperament. And a lot of our culture is informed by what's going on in the States. But the polemic is real. The us versus them is real. The need to witch hunt and to tar and feather people is is real. And so in your example, I would say, Michael, that it's not enough that you're chastised. You have to apologize. You don't get to have recess anymore. Um if you don't behave in the future, you won't get to go to the prom. Uh, you, you know, we're going to limit you in all of these ways because we're the mob and we can cry and bitch and do damage to your life with no consequence to, to us because we're protected through an anonymity. And, and that's, that's the summation of what outrage culture is. Cause I don't but believe how does outrage culture. Like, how do they lay these limitations on these celebrities? Okay, um, you know, good. Like, I'm glad you asked. So, unfortunately, news reporting nowadays is based on the activities of social media. So, the fact is, New York, maybe not the New York Times, but a lot of very public-facing places, including things like CNN and shit, will be like, online, such and so is getting blasted for saying racist comments, and it becomes national news. And then it's validated as true when it's co-signed by a reputable reputable news organizations and that the imaginary becomes real in a way that happens a lot in society and and that's the that's the force um the force of nature of human social nature that we're grappling with right now when it goes too far that it's not just a mob saying comments it's now cnn and and tmz and and putting it into the public sphere that you you are being publicly tarred and feathered for like if you made some homophobic jokes big fucking deal there's a tons of racists out here i'm more concerned about the ones killing people and doing shit if kevin hart says some like what let him host the oscars like like it's not that big of a deal why would he why would he get to host the Oscars? He's because, not entitled because, to that. Because, because the context, as Matt Damon pointed out, is important. And the scale of what he's done is really not important when we sh- there's there's like places where we should be devoting energy or people can volunteer to do constructive things to devote their energy. And so in the example, again, that you gave, Michael, it would be better instead of having the mob address it for someone to tell a teacher. Someone of responsibility and authority. Scroll your eyes at it all you want. That person does need to be educated, perhaps even punished, but by a figure of authority in the situation and not by the mob who lacks the mob, compassion. Who the lacks, mob is people. 
The mob is people. It's no, not, it's, you're a calling for, it's, it a, it's a force of nature. When when X, so many people go, go into a mass to try and make decisions of great life impact, that is not a reliable thing for our society to be relying on and that's why you have a judge or a panel of 12 like you have a reasonable sized amount of people imagine if court was decided by twitter like every court case here's a poll vote a guilty or not guilty and like that's horrific to think about right and we yeah, so we but don't I mean, wanna... a lot of this stuff is not like as you point out like it's not illegal a lot that, that these people have said There's but that doesn't mean it, sure. it's yeah but yeah absolutely and that means that like we can't have judicial proceedings for every job remark you know yeah yeah there's all kinds of things like levels of harassment are not necessarily things like they're not always sure. criminal bullying does, point does not dexter mean is right. not against the law does not mean the right uh but doesn't mean that's is you're like so is that the best mechanism to deal with this stuff i don't think so like the judicial system is slow and expensive and unequal in the way it dispenses justice blah 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 now now that being said i agree with you about the mob thing a lot and i mean i think that it is no no coincidence that this outrage culture is emerged in the age of social media this is no coincidence this is a direct result of, you've heard me rail about Facebook it's, it's and Twitter. A, it's a new social phenomenon that the human race has never had to grab. But but but, it's, it, but it comes from something, and what that thing it comes from is social media, which puts people in their boxes. Mm-hmm. Like all those people who are part of that left mob are put there by their news feeds on Facebooks. They're, they're in groups, uh, and and we're put ever more into those groups and meant to think that the person not in that group is the antichrist. You know, like. And and this is a real problem because, I mean, if anything sort of come up in our conversation here is that, like, look, nuance, context is important. You know, in, even in that simple analogy of Brad the bully, like, look, if we got into it, you'd probably be like, look, Brad's parents are probably divorced. He's probably hurting and he wants to hurt someone because he's got his own problems. Like, like this is the reality of social – like, social stuff is super complicated. You know, it's not – no one – most people are not just bad because they're sociopaths they have some kind of pain or something well you can't deal with that on things like social media nor through a mob i agree entirely but like it is not likely to get better when we're spending our time like living online and answering in binaries and living in the comments and getting on board with your community when when all of a sudden you, you feel like oh yeah look we're going this way yeah let's attack them you just get on board because it's where the trends trends are going i mean it's like I'm worried about this stuff too, and I think that our current social technologies are really not helping the problem. So no. I, I I would just uh, I would just as much as I find this conversation really interesting, yeah, and I have I have more I have more to add. I would I pivot to verdicts at this point. <clears throat> yeah, um, I agree. It's been long, and it's a yeah, it's a it's a muddy conversation too. And this is one of those things. That's why I prefaced when I brought it out because I was tired tonight, and I really didn't. You know, but at the same time, it's so topical with everything that's going on right now. And I really felt that it was worth ha- having conversation, even though I knew before having it. And I, I give Bo credit for coming out straight off and saying, like, this is my view, changed my mind, you know? Uh, yeah, and I appreciate I, it. I, it's, but, it's also uh, a trigger topic for me, which I don't know. You probably weren't aware uh, of, but I spent a lot of time thinking about 
that. You know, like mostly I ignore most shit. So you're like, yeah, probably I'm safe. Bo's going to say he's bored or whatever. And then just randomly you happened on something. No, that I, been, I knew it was a trigger uh, topic a little trigger, bit based. based. Yeah. That's it. Based on the messaging today. So I'm going to go first on my verdict. Okay. I hope you guys uh, just, just before we bring out the animals, the one last thing I want to mention, which is a kind of weird thing in this, <laughs> is Donald Trump. You know, we didn't talk about Trump, who is the somehow immune to all this stuff, which is like the counterpoint of like the people who say the bad things have their supporters too. And he's a prime example of that. He's not. I think gone. people have been talking shit about what, Donald Trump all says his life. Whatever the hell he wants, and he has tons of supporters who are like, "You go, Donald, say but that." But he's yeah. also outraged all the time. Like he's <laughs> right, outraged. He is, yeah, right. You know what I mean? So, and, and he's right. an arguably one of the great, most powerful person in the world. And sometimes he's like, "Man, I can't." It's so such bullshit that I can't just buy Greenland. Like, the fuck is <laughs> wrong with the world? You know? <laughs> it's, it's like There's nothing there. The media is out to get me. It's the you know the you know so. <laughs> Did, anyway, you see that tweet that he, uh, did you see that tweet that he put out? He's like, I promise not to do this. And it's a picture of Trump Tower on Greenland. <laughs> that was that, did he actually put that? Yeah, in? it was from his account. That's why I swear. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, all right, let's bring in the animals. Here we go. All right. I will go order in the court. Um, I I'll go first, and uh, I just say like before going on, this is the third episode uh, of the new model of GBB, where we sort of each of us bring a topic. This is the first time I bring a topic. The, the other two have. We continue like this. Uh, we welcome your feedback on on it, uh, and so um, you know, it, it is it the same, different. You like it more, like it less. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so. Just uh, I when Bo was talking about being triggered, and I and there's something that he said that triggered me, and, and that's why I wanted I, I wanted to go first. When talking about outrage culture, for me, um, I think we were all kind of in agreement about a lot of the main core points, but we differed where we put a lot of our emotional energy, and um, and when Bo is saying, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time thinking about this, this is this is a thing that, that triggers me. I just wish that more people spent their emotional capital on these minorities that still do not have equal opportunity. The, the, the people that these hateful comments are often about that lead to the potential mob gang up afterwards. And the reason that I'm going to say that outreach, uh, uh, outreach culture, and I'm, I'm going to say it and you can we'll play the sound effect and I will go into more detail. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say outreach culture is good. And uh, it's, it, it, that's a tough thing to say because it's not nuanced. And, and to Bo's point earlier when he was saying, no, you have to answer this question in this way because this is what the mob would do. Our show is set up like that. You, you've got like, you've got essentially one way, the other way, or the kind of money middle or what. And, and, I sort of feel like at its core, maybe this is a complicated issue and the muddy middle is where it, it should be. But I can't help but, but think that the fact that we as a society are not tolerating hate speech or not tolerating, uh, you know, uh, sexual misconduct, everything from the Me Too movement to, um, to you know, uh, 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 trans rights, 
all of that sort of stuff. Uh, we're living in an age where society at writ large is saying, you know what, this stuff, aside from Donald Trump, is not is 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 these are our values this stuff that you this hate stuff that you're saying is, is no longer acceptable and we're going to push back and we're going to push back fast and we're going to push back hard and i understand the consequence and i understand that eggs are cracked and 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 uh and, and people's careers could be ruined and and uh it's very easy to focus on individual situations where where um the people got it wrong and when i say the people in the end they are just voicing their opinion which is their right to do it's up to the organizations that give these um celebrities in many cases a pulpit to decide what they're going to do and if they conduct a human resources investigation uh, if they um, if they speak to the person, if they look at whatever the content was that that the person is accused of putting out, uh, if it's an illegal thing, then a court of law obviously it'd be good to be uh, to be involved as well. But I don't think I I don't think we can just say like if it if it's in the courts and and this person is guilty, then I can then I can be I, I can have an opinion. Uh, or I can ask that this person's pulpit be taken away. I don't think that they're entitled to it. And I don't like Mike, Mike was very articulate, I think, in explaining the, how things were for these minority groups. And, and I feel that like, there's a lot of these celebrity comedians, many of which I find hilarious and who talk about things that I disagree with in a hilarious fashion uh, that are spending way too much of their uh, power uh, uh, pulpit uh, and capital on um, on the on something that maybe is somewhat of an issue, the the mob mentality, but pales in comparison to the greater issue, which I think is that these folks are um, these minorities are are losing out on, on rights or being oppressed in some way. So I'm going to say the the balance of this is that outrage culture uh, and our lack of tolerance for, for this sort of poor behavior is good. Okay. Hmm. So, but who's well next? Said. Mike's got to go next because he's the host. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah. So this topic was uh, an interesting one. Um, and I don't know that we've solved it certainly here today. It, it is very nuanced to me. I mean, I agree with pretty much everything Crofton said. Um, I have little sympathy for the rich douchebag comedian whose career is now in the shitter because they were an asshole. Like I have no, I don't really have much sympathy for them. Oh, they were funny. And now they have no career. Like boohoo. Well, you should have thought about that before you said the thing that people didn't, didn't want to hear. I mean, if you're someone who exists in the public sphere and you put things out there, like I'm a big believer in personal responsibility. I'm also a big believer in freedom of speech. And those things go hand in hand. Like, yes, say whatever, thing you want to say and be prepared for what comes after like don't expect to be protected don't expect to say whatever you want and if someone's offended that's their problem they can make it your problem i'm okay with that you know um be have personal responsibility so you know wh where i stand on this is is that i so i do think that the whole context about and these things are not equal like what these uh oppressed groups whether you're a person of color, whether you're a person in the LGBTQ, I too, I can't even remember all of them now. And forgive me, don't, 
don't run me off my platform because I didn't get all the numbers. Right. Um, I'm like, have suffered inordinately because of privilege of people who are in positions of power, got to say and do whatever they want. So, and these are not equal. So someone being run off, like, I'm okay with that. But I do think that sometimes the expression is a little bit like throw the baby out with the bath water when a new thing starts happening. Like I we just went on this rant about social media. The way this stuff is manifesting itself is definitely not all positive. There's a lot of negative. And, you know, some people say like, this is like a war. And sometimes you have casualties or friendly fire incidents. You know, I think of people like Al Franken, um, who had to leave the Senate. Like, I'm like, I was like, yeah, okay. It sounded like the things he did were not appropriate. And I am, he came out and yeah, like he made some bad decisions. But this guy was like, they had him in the Senate and he was so progressive. I'm just like, oh my God, you're shooting yourself in the foot to get rid of someone like that over. I mean, this is not Harvey Weinstein. I do think there are degrees. It's not like you're a perfect individual or we crucify you, you know, and that is, and that is the danger that I, and, and I share Bo's concerns about that, that that's the danger that you say the wrong thing and we crucify you that, you didn't use the wrong pronoun. Oh, you're sorry? No, no. We crucify you. And that is a real concern. And I worry about that. And so judging these two things, I think we have the perfect verdict, which for me uh, shits on this topic as it should be shit on, which is that uh, um, outrage and, 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 and cancel culture is a big pile of bullshit in that it's also a big sloppy mess that we don't know the way out of. Okay. And uh, I hope my answer was nuanced enough because I really feel like I agree. I don't disagree with anything Crofton said, uh, but he came down on the one side of it. Just before Bo goes, I just wanted to say one thing because he's the last verdict. This is the first time I think ever on the show, somebody has come up at the beginning and said like, this is what I think, this is what my verdict is more or less changed my mind, you know? So I'm very curious because this is the moment <laughs> de vérité. Did Crofton and Mike change Bo's mind? Let's, let's, let's find out, I appreciate, everybody. Let's I appreciate the showmanship. You're definitely yeah. like top marks for that, but like clearly it's <laughs> no. Um, so I'm going to keep mine short and sweet because I think I, I said what I had to say about it. But the... Um, uh, the reason that this impacts me in a personal way is because one of our my other shows, Core, where we used to do a show about Heroes of the Storm, turned into a general gaming show. And part of that was doing research for games. And there's actually a lot of social justice stuff happening in that. And recently I've had to make the conscious decision to step away from reading those articles because they were toxic. In addition, my, I followed about 240-some accounts on my Twitter feed, and I deliberated a long time because those feel like professional relationships, the people I follow who follow back that I've met at uh, conventions or whatever, um, that I've built and established relationships. I unfollowed some hundred or so accounts because they retweet or comment, and I'm shown in my news feed, things that relate to outrage culture, whether it's bandwagoning, bullying, um, whether I agree with the issue at a face value or not, I have had to take very proactive steps to decrease the amount of toxicity that just enters into my eyeballs because Twitter is a tool that I use for my podcasting life. And, and, and so 
this is why it's very prescient to me because I've had to grapple with the, you know, these opportunity costs of unfollowing and unsubscribing from things that are essentially toxic and make no mistake. It is toxic. It is mob mentality. And even before the internet was what it was, I very much disliked being part of mobs or put groups out to censure people. It's not for me, and I don't think anyone should be engaged in it. No matter how right or wrong you are, unless you're forming a militia to organize a revolution, but I think that's another matter entirely. Um, And I don't even know how exactly I feel on that, so don't take me that. So, all that to say is that um, outrage culture is a very bad and toxic thing that we have to solve, and it's bad. There you have it. A full spread. So, good listeners, if you want to get on a bandwagon and run one of us out of the internet, (laughs) or just tell us why you think we were wrong on this one, or right on this one, or bullshitty on this one, please tell us. We would like to hear from you. Go to our website, uh, uh, goodbadbull.com. There you can find all the ways to reach us. Email goodbadbull at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, at GoodBadBull. You can contact us on Facebook if you like. And if you haven't subscribed to the show already, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. And we do have some wonderful patrons who support the show. Make it possible. Patreon.com slash GoodBadBull. We thank you very much for your support. We really do appreciate it. And um, guys, if uh, everyone... People want to shame you in social media for your views. Bo, where can they do that? Yeah, fuck that. Don't do that. <laughs> Crofton, <laughs> so don't where can they Bo. find you? <laughs> Crofton, yes. Where uh, can they find you, you social justice warrior? You can find me organizing my social justice uh, thought police militia army <laughs> on, on Twitter, at Crofton Steers. And you know what? You can find me living in the bliss that is reality where I don't have to put up with all this bullshit because I'm not on social media. And you know what? It is sweet out here. So I beckon to all of you, come out here. The air is nice. The water is fine. You know, it's all good when you leave the social toxic shit behind. That's right. You well, just... Where do you get your news then? Because your news is news informed sites? by so- which is informed by social media. You have to stop no. reading news too. <laughs> I don't go well. No, no. I do choose the headlines I read. In fact, but one of the- I do. I do wonder. Like Mike, Mike probably is like, oh, Justin Trudeau and blackface, eh? Hmm. That's that, Twitter's going to have a field day with that. I can just imagine. <laughs> well, <laughs> Pretty much. Like, like I, I just don't look at it. Like yeah. I go to. Um, I just choose several news sites, and I, as a matter of point, always try to check out right-wing news sites so that I see what the side that is not my normal tendency is thinking on things. I try to get it, a... But I, I can curate funny. that. If you if you I, trust your I, news I, feed... I, I, I do that, work. too. I do that, too. And Jesse, my wife, was like... She, she said, why does Fox News fill in when I type it when I type it on our thing? I'm like, are you getting your news from Fox? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going there to see what the fuck they're saying. Oh, sure, you know, Crofton. They, sure. <laughs> like Pete Townsend of The Who. Remember when he was doing the research on child porn? I do have a small question. <laughs> no, I don't, but I'll take I, your I, word I for it. I do have a small question for you about news articles, though. When you see yeah. that Twitter posts or Instagram, Facebook posts are linked to news articles, do you... It definitely you, annoys do you, me. Do you close it? Does that lower your opinion? Do you stop reading the article it, knowing that the person sources their stuff from social media? It definitely lowers my opinion of the 
of the reporting, and it depends on like, it's like a I mean, it comes. It's how they release yeah, some, quotes. Yeah, it can be. It can be just a public statement. Sometimes a lot of a lot of like officials release public statements on, through Twitter, so sometimes those are just posted there. But I don't know. I find a good like the bad articles literally have a paste of the Twitter in it, and that's just lazy journalism. Um, good ones just report the facts and there's still lots of those around. I mean, I can maybe read through the one that talks about the social media bullshit and realize that this is just lazy reporting, which is what it is. Um, and, and oftentimes I find more and more these days, I'm liking reading the people who are the, I shouldn't, it's not like, I mean, I guess it is opinion writers, but people who take the time to try to analyze something. And oftentimes their biases are clear, but that's why you try to read a lot of different people like that, where they're trying to bring, uh, an educated opinion into something from a certain perspective. I read a lot of that stuff and try to read it on both sides so that I get yeah. a balanced view. You've got to work to get I just, The reason balance. I ask is that it just, I want to impress upon you because I, like, I respect the fact that you live a uh, predominantly in, in social media-free life. I think that's a good thing. I just think it needs to be underscored that a lot of the press, which if you're still reading and in, is informed by that so you're getting byproduct of it even if you're not yeah. directly engaged no, with it's, it it's and... true but like but i mean i think i would say that i get most of my news from our public socialist news broadcaster here the cbc which is less dependent on that stuff because it's less of a commercially driven entity yeah. i think it's great but i mean it has its biases too all right yeah. that was it i just was at the point made. Oh, right. you know that's all just be careful. You know what? <laughs> you're getting that. <laughs> you're getting that secondhand social media in all of the news yeah, reporting. Like how, you're now, now the news is just secondhand social. media. Honestly, <laughs> most articles I read have a social media post that is used to substantiate or corroborate information in the article. It's like it's almost normal. Yeah. I think I'm losing my mojo at work in terms of making one-liners because I hit a one-liner this morning. We were talking about the Justin Trudeau brown face thing. And I thought it was hilarious. I was even laughing about it when I saw, but it got like almost zero reaction. Oh, what was it? it well, it was like, oh, I said, uh, I said, uh, what was it? Something like, Jesus, when my when my Donatello green face Halloween photos from Halloween 1988 get out, I'm going to be in all sorts of trouble. Or whatever. <laughs> that's, that's funny. But, uh, but, but, nobody but at your work like, knows like, who TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Turtles are. <laughs> Timbleweed or whatever goes through. I'm like, I'm like, Guys, Ninja Turtles? Anybody? Uh, no? I'm like, maybe they didn't. Get They're like, you fucking, it, fucking incel and TMNT at the age of 40. <laughs> Like, I had green face, like totally. My mom didn't get us a mask. It was like uh, right it's on. probably because you actually work in a lot of people who are would be supporters of the Liberal Party. I think they're quite common in 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 our oh, yeah, shared workplace, and are probably like feeling like mm, mm. they don't like this, and they're trying to process it because they're like, oh, I don't. He's know voting that. green. Did you hear that, everybody? He's a lefty. <laughs> he wears green face. I have a question about this, though. <laughs> Hang on, about Justin Trudeau. Because an image of him in brown face or black face surfaced, but there are like three pictures. Did all three surface at the same time? So uh, there was like an electric guitar guy, he's like Jimi Hendrix in blackface, and then he looked kind of like a rocker with a shirt and one. Like, was this is this all news? All the pictures, or is only one of yeah. them news today? So the first one that came out was like, uh, was the one at the Halloween party where he dressed as an Aladdin in brown face. That came out from. <laughs> Somebody who used to work work with him. I know it's yeah. Uh, somebody who used to work with him at that prep school, which is like yeah, you yeah. know he he was twenty nine at the time. Like yeah. it, uh-huh. and then and then 
because there's all these opposition researchers, right? right. They, they, each team, each there's an election going on in Canada, and each group has a team trying to dig up dirt mm-hmm. on all everybody else. Mm-hmm. But soon as they found this one piece of dirt, the all the opposition researchers started being like, "Oh shit, we got to look up photos from his hot," you know. And then when they did that, they dug up another photo and a video, and the video was him in blackface. So there's so three of them all surfaced like within the 24 yeah, hour news. separate so, separate places. This, this is separate what, events. This is this is what made me laugh because like. Most of the time when someone like a politician or somebody, they did one fucked up thing and it becomes news, yeah, yeah. right? Like I peed on a girl, uh, R. Kelly, or, you know, like it usually comes about that there's one. I just found it hilarious that there was three. <laughs> like it wasn't like, oh, I made a mistake that one time. I, it's like that one I have time. a deep and serious. And the other time. And the other time. And I'm like, oh, man, I was like telling a gork today when Justin Trudeau's probably having – a really shitty morning this morning where he's like he's like there's three pictures i did this three times he probably doesn't even remember he's you know he's like i, mean, I just <laughs> in my mind the liberal war room the war room is the term for the group of people that are trying to get him elected and stuff they're all they're talking to him when the second the second photo comes out and they're like okay justin is there anything else and he's like, no, no, you know what? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. And then the, the news just hits blackface playing guitar, <laughs> Justin Trudeau. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot that about one that one too. That's I forgot that, about that one. Does that count as blackface? Because I was performing a concert too. So they, have, Jesus, <laughs> they haven't even found the Oriental ones yet. You know, like <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, so uh, it's anyway. almost, it's almost kind of racist that. He, since he's so into blackface that he hasn't done any other color faces, yeah, like no yellow face, well, he did brown face, no ge- geisha face. Oh, he did do brown and blackface, so he's nuanced with his racism. Yeah. I, I, mean, I guarantee, racist. Guarantee there's some, there's got to be some First Nation thing in there somewhere. Oh, it's going to come out in the next few days. He's not racist. He's racist adjacent. Here's of him wearing a headdress, but I'm pretty sure that a First Nation. Put it on him. So it's yeah, like, but there'll be ones of like him dressed up as male Pocahontas at a Halloween party, groping another lady or something. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the funny extreme would be like a picture of him as a baby that his parents dressed him up as like a you know as native person, and be like, look at what he did. You that know? would be great outrage culture stuff. Would be because like, oh, yeah, because Pierre <laughs> Trudeau would also be under fire now, and he's dead. Like yeah. 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 But yeah, but they'd be like, fucking revoke his order of Canada or whatever thing posthumously because he's a fucking racist. Ah, well, Put him in the know, St. Both. Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, desecrate him. Uh, Exhume his body and toss him in the St. Just Lawrence. Throw it in the room. Like, yeah. All right, guys. End the show, Bo. End the We're show.
a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.